Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode of Little Notes Podcast. This is, of course, your host, Maya Spencer. Um, and I am holding it together by a thread. Uh- <laughs> Y'all, I, I literally, I'm not going to say I just, you know, I definitely researched all everything I'm going to talk about this uh, podcast episode. But the way I'm about to throw it together, though... <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling like, I guess I'm just in my feelings today. Like, I don't know. Uh, As I was telling my friends, like, the hoes just ain't hoeing like they used to. Like, where where is the romance at? Okay? Why why is it so hard to get romance out of people? Like, I'm not saying that we got to get married tomorrow, but damn. Like, can I just, can I get some flowers? Like, can you plan a date out like why are men so difficult (laughs) got me over here thinking like i'm about to ghost everybody (laughs) like oh you thought you thought this was a game (laughs) it's not it's never a game it's always serious but no um i guess i'm just kind of brushing up you know from last week's episode, you know, when I told y'all I downloaded Tinder. But, uh, yeah, Tinder, Tinder didn't work out as well as I had hoped. I would say mostly because I don't have the attention span for it. Like, it just takes way too much effort to, like, try and, like, meet up with people. Or, like, I was meeting up with people too much. Or it was, like, just too much talking. And I'm just, like, not enough, like, natural, you know, interaction. Like, it felt more like a... Uh, like people were trying too hard to be interesting or like it felt like a like a work interview or something like that and you know I kind of I'm not into that so (laughs) I just had to keep it pushing um I haven't been on tinder and probably like I would say I, I made it three days on tinder and then after that I was like you know what I'm exhausted uh, I'll, I'll meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright, you know, naturally, I guess. And considering we're in a, a Panasonic, I'm just kidding. <laughs> considering we're in a pandemic, um, I don't, I don't think that's going to be like super soon. So, uh, if you see me wallowing in my own pity, just leave me there. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I guess we we'll start the podcast off. I get it's a little, definitely a little sad. Um, I, maybe a lot of bit sad. I'm in my feelings for multiple reasons. Clearly, um, rest in peace to the beautiful and the iconic Cicely Tyson, um, who just recently passed away at the age of 96. I, it's strange, and I know this. I hope this doesn't come off as like fucked up, but. I was literally like, it, it seems still like she's gone too soon. Like, I it's fully expected her to live, outlive me. I expected her to outlive me. That's how I feel, like, how valuable she is to the Black community. Uh, but I'm so grateful for the wisdom that she has shared with us. And, of course, like I said, her impact on Black culture and society. Like, she is an icon. Like, She's just someone I feel like if she hugged me, it would give me eternal life. Like, 
I'm very sad to see her pass, but I'm I'm happy that, you know, she's in the next world, hopefully living it up with Jesus and or whoever her higher power is. I don't know if that is it, but wh- whoever it is, I hope that she's having a great time just being, you know, a spirit, you know, <laughs> being an angel. Um, additionally, uh, rest in peace to uh, Tiana Alexander. Um, Tiana, she was shot uh, to death in Chicago early um, in the early morning on January 6th. Uh, her death is the first known violent death of a transgendered um, woman in 2000, uh, if this year, 2021. Um, her death is also the uh, second violent death of a transgendered woman um, in Chicago in the last you know, several weeks. Uh, the other one was um, Courtney Key, and she was uh, shot to death. Um, on December 25th, on Christmas Day. Uh, and the craziest thing about that is, is that like um, a lot of these um, killings either get, are they're either unreported or they're misreported. So like, you know, misgendering, um, misgendering happens. And so you don't really have it's not really like filed away as a transgendered death, like, or something like that. And I just think that that is so sad. Like, I don't think, how hard could it be to like, I don't know, treat people with respect, kindness, consideration. I think it's super easy to call someone by their preferred, not even preferred pronouns, by their pronouns. Like if it's she, her, then it's she, her. If it's they, them, it's they, them. Like it's not, hard to do but yet the chicago pd just found it um impossible to respect even um transgendered people in death so um i i do want to read this excerpt from um one of the news clippings that i found um and it was by a howard brown health employee um, who wished to remain anonymous, but uh, um, they say, I am really saddened and distraught over the news of Tiana's and um, uh, Courtney's passings. While many celebrated the holidays, the trans community of Chicago mourned the loss of great souls and at the same time were shook to the core by the similarities of how they were killed. With both of them losing their lives from a gunshot to the head around the same time in neighborhood, one is only left to speculate that perhaps there is a serial killer targeting black trans women in Chicago. Since their passing, the Chicago Police Department has done nothing other than misgender them while our community was left to bring honor to their names. I am tired of being afraid for us, tired of contemplating when it's safe to be my authentic self, Tired of adding more names to the list uh, for our allies to remember once a year. And I feel like that just really like said it all. Um, so I, prayers up to um, the Black trans community in Chicago, um, really all over the world, but specifically because of these killings. And I would really hate to think that there is 
a serial killer targeting black trans women, but it wouldn't be like a complete shocker considering that um, society has shown over and over again that they want to marginalize um, these people and that they want to treat them either, either A, that they don't exist or B, like they're nothing. Like those are the only two options. Um, and I'm just really saddened by this. Like it's, it's still a struggle for transgender people to just be themselves. Like, and I think that's the saddest thing, like just to, to be safe, like having your, your, your safety threatened on a daily basis, just because you want to be who you are. I, I couldn't imagine that. And I have a privilege as a cisgendered women, woman to not necessarily feel that way in not just for being who I am, in a sense, you know, of course, we have our own struggle, but, um, <laughs> but still, um, very sad and prayers go out to the families of these two young ladies, um, and to their friends as well, and to the community. Um, but on a brighter note, we're going to move into our happy hour topics. So, uh, I got my coffee baby mostly because i literally go to sleep without it but um <laughs> uh you can grab your drink some tea something we're gonna get into it um so we're gonna start a little bit with black history because the rest of it's a mess um so amanda gorman uh, made history as the youngest known inaugural poet at the very tender age of 19 this girl one is freaking amazing um if you haven't seen um, the video of her poem, um, The Hill We Climb. Go look it up on YouTube because it's there. Um, but yeah, she made history. I mean, and she also is like, what is it? Uh, the Los Angeles um, Poet Laureate, whatever whatever the title is. She's that. <laughs> she, she also won that at 16. So <laughs> Uh, talent. Um, but uh, she also has her book available for pre-order on Amazon, um, which is also called The Hill We Climb. And it's a collection of poems. And it's already a number one bestseller. And it's not even coming out until September of this year. I think that's awesome. I'm so happy for this young lady. Um, she is gorgeous, talented, um, and is about to hopefully have some wealth. <laughs> So uh, congratulations to her. Additionally, um, Kamala Harris, of course, made history. <laughs> Bless me. Made history um, in two ways. Um, she is the first female vice president, and she's also the first black vice president. Um, so two rounds of applause for that. Um, I think the funniest thing about this to me is that like I know white women are steaming, bro. Like <laughs> I know those 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 white women that have been in politics and such and such. Like I know they thought they was next. I know they did. Hillary Clinton, I'm talking to you. I know you thought you was next, bro. <laughs> I know they literally like. They're like, okay, wait. So a black man has been president and a, a, a black woman has been vice president. What has a white woman been? Absolutely fucking nothing. But maybe the, what was it? Uh, 
secretary's secretary, whatever the fuck, treasurer. I don't I don't know what the title is off the top of my head, but I just know that they're steaming. And all I have to say to that is um, you chose the wrong fucking ally. You chose to ally yourself with white men, thinking that they would bring you up the ladder with them, and instead they oppressed you too. So uh, enjoy your slice of the pie, boo, because <laughs> it's cold. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so the U.S. Army has decided to join the rest of society uh, by updating their grooming policies um, that allow, which basically allows soldiers to wear nail polish, highlights in their hair, and additionally, it restrictions on Braised twists, locks, and cornrows. Um, it goes into place uh, this coming February. Um, so very happy for the black women in the army. This is a dub for y'all because clearly, uh, I mean, as I read this, I literally just thought like, okay, so they're basically allowing black people to be black now? Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. Um, and the army, I think it's like, I don't know if it's the last sector to like, uh, update their policies. Um, I have a best friend. She's in the Air Force, and she's the Air Force. Well, I I know clearly the Air Force has been because she's been having braids in her hair. So apparently they've been on it. So I guess the U.S. Army is like, well, can't beat them. Join them. Uh, so thank. Well, I don't even want to thank you because it shouldn't have been something that was like excluded from the dress, uh, the grooming policy, but. Um, I'm just glad it's been updated at least and um, black women can continue to show off their magic skills. Preach. Um, All right. And then let's see, we have, okay. So the Seahawks offensive tackle, Shad Wheeler uh, was arrested on domestic violence charges um, recently. Wheeler faces charges of first degree domestic violence assault domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. Normally, I wouldn't give a fuck about, um, I guess, a offensive tackle who played like five games last year, I think, for the Seahawks. Um, but I just decided to speak on this because, like, he really, like, i seen the pictures. Um, he his girlfriend is black. It's a black woman. And I just thought it was so sad that like he, he for real, for real beat this girl up. Like the pictures that I saw from um, her hospital visit were like gruesome. Like he, he really just went off the handles. Um, and I feel like he's one, his apology was full of shit. Um, and let's see, he tweeted, uh, deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that I have caused. Um, and he was mentioning that towards his partner. And yeah, I don't believe this nigga. And he's sitting there trying to like plead insanity. Like, no, the, the only thing um, insane about you is the fact that you haven't been arrested sooner. Like, <laughs> um, and, and thankfully he's been released by the Seahawks. I know, I know, uh, Russell Wilson stormed into the Seahawks office. Like, I want this man out of here. I don't want him on my team. 
I res we respect women here. But I mean, I'm sure they had no problem letting him go. Like, uh, I know like a lot of people on Twitter were like, he better get like the fullest extent. Like he should be banned from NFL, whatever, whatever. You know, all black people ain't gonna never let Michael Vick go, including myself. <laughs> Because they really did Michael Vick wrong. Like, I understand, like, okay, the dogs. Yes, we all love dogs. It was fucked up. Dog fighting is fucked up. Yes. But is it really a reason to ruin a whole man's career for some shit that, you know, I mean, like, niggas be doing this shit in the hood all the time, bro. Like, this is, I'm not saying it's normal or okay, but it's, like, not completely crazy, like, stuff that people do. But... <laughs> It's not like, I don't know, like this man beaten, like, and he's not the only one in the NFL who uh, be trumped up on domestic violent charges, bro. That be beating their wives or girlfriends or whoever, like, um, so yeah, I, but again, I mean, I don't feel like they made an example out of him mostly because like, he's not even like a high profile player enough to make an example out of. So like, I mean, I, when they let him go, I was like, mm, okay, well, of course they did. They were paying this nigga to do nothing, if you ask me. <laughs> like I said, five games last year? I know it was a pandemic, but they still played them damn games. But, <laughs> so, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I said all that to say, put Michael Vick back in the game. <laughs> Oh, also speaking of football games, so Trey Songs was um, also arrested <laughs> for a physical altercation with law enforcement at Kansas City Chiefs football game. Um, and all I really have to say about that is um, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been waiting to say that shit so long. <laughs> because he had this white man in a headlock, y'all. Like, I know you've probably seen the uh, the video clip, but it's just so funny to me. And then, like, the picture they took of him in the jail cell. He literally... <laughs> which one of y'all? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Which, which one? Which, which one of y'all? <laughs> Which one of y'all go, oh, wait, chicken? <laughs> Bro, I just want to know what possessed Trey Songs to, like, you know, I usually, <laughs> I hate to be the one to support violence, but if it's, you know, <laughs> if it's, I don't know, anything involving police officer and I don't know black people, like, winning against them, I guess I'm just, like, kind of for it, but. I mean, he was uh, he was allegedly like, I guess not adhering to the mask policy, which is understandable. But like, I did, I just don't understand how it, like escalated to him literally putting this man in a headlock. That didn't make any sense to me. But uh, it was entertaining, <laughs> and I don't I don't know. I don't think he gonna get off too easy on this one. Like, you assaulted a police officer, bro. You, I don't know how much money it's gonna take to get off of that. Um, I, don't, I don't know what your defense could be, but I bet he got a good lawyer. <laughs> so this might be the only black man to get off 
for uh, assaulting a police officer in the history of the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, and you know what's crazy to me? I A lot of stuff has happened in the last two weeks. I might have to start doing weekly podcasts because I, this is just too much. Like what? And there was more stuff than this that I was going to talk about, but I was like, I'm not going to give y'all an hour long episode like I did last <laughs> the other week ago, like a week ago. Um, because the likelihood of y'all listening is very slim, but, um, thanks anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for happy hour. Um, happy hour talk of it. We will be right back with our main topic. Oh, but real quick before I go, um, just, uh, some, I guess, news updates for the podcast. Um, I will be posting a special episode in regards to our book club, because what's a book club without discussion? I mean, that's literally what it's for, to promote, like, you know, the uh, uh, discussion of ideas and stuff like that about the book, opinions, what have you, yada, yada, yada. Um, um, for a sister outsider by Audrey Lord. Um, so look out for that. I'll be posting about it on our social media, which is at little notes podcast. Um, everything spelled normally, <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll be right back with will. I will be right back with the main <laughs> someone help me. All right, guys, and welcome back to Little Notes Podcast. Um, yo, so I just listened back to that first segment I recorded. Ciao. <laughs> hey, y'all can go ahead and flame me up in my DMs. Why it sound like somebody is forcing me to record this podcast? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm having trouble, like, focusing. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, I just have a lot on my mind. I have no clue. And if it seems that way, I'm so sorry, guys. I meant to record this so long ago and I'm tired I'm trying to get some energy from this freaking Dunkin Donuts coffee I don't think it's hitting like it usually do so yeah but in any hoots we're gonna continue (laughs) because we're almost done we're halfway there come on walk the green mile get right with Jesus everybody come and walk the green mile but yeah, so our main topic is um, going to be anti-blackness and its offspring colorism. <laughs> oh, wow. You guessed it. Yeah. Um, it's Danny Lay's song and apology video um, that kind of sparked this main topic for me, um, mostly because like it was like really, uh, I wouldn't even say- I don't even want to say that it was like a uh, controversial because I feel like most people were just like, Oh no, this bitch has lost her mind. But, uh, they, you know, there are still some people who, uh, be trying to save light skinned women from certain shit because just because they're light skinned or pretty or whatever. And I'm just like, no, you need to hold these hoes accountable just like everybody fucking else. But we'll get to that. Um, so if you don't know, uh, Danny is Danny. Danny Lay is a uh, I don't even know what pop R and B artist. I don't. I don't. 
I don't know her specific like genre category, but uh, she's basically. I mean, I think her biggest song is either "Baby," like B E B E, or what is it? Easy by with Chris Brown. I can't. Even. This is how much of a nobody this bitch is because I can't even remember the damn name of the song. I I do know what she looks like though, so she's at least that known as an artist. You know, I know what she looks like, um, and I know like right now she's currently dating the baby, or allegedly is. I I think they're dating, right? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> which really would have nothing to do with the story except for she used him as an excuse in her apology video. But again, we'll get to that in a minute. But Danny is under deep criticism for her unreleased song, Yellow Bone, in which the chorus sings, Yellow Bone is what, Yellow Bone is what he wants. She literally sounds like fucking Caillou. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, she, she, the song was trash, first off. But she posted a short clip of it on her Instagram and has since deleted that video. And then she posted an apology video, which actually made things worse for her than that song did. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. <laughs> where are these celebrities' publicists, bro? Like, where are these 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 people around them? She said she had um, black friends. Where are they, girl? Where are they? Because they need to help you. They need to come get you. They need to come get you. Snatch you up by your box plats braids, nigga. Like, they need to snatch you up. Because you are wilding, okay? So, there are a few things that I want to address in regards to this topic, right? So, number one. The funny thing is, this whole thing, for real, for real, is that Danny identifies as Dominican. Um, and while, of course, there are Black Dominicans, she is not one of them. <laughs> and, I mean, this is like the same person who sponsors the, uh, who censors the word um, nigga on her post. Like, also, she was also recently, speaking of that, look, we're going to um, sideline real quick. So, did y'all see that this bitch <laughs> was making up a lie? I feel like that she had met Beyonce and, like, Beyonce said that um, something about her being a pretty-ass nigga. So, I'm like, I don't know. She said some shit. And I was like, that don't even sound like that's how Beyonce talks. And everyone was gr grilling her up on Twitter about that. But moving forward. Um, <laughs> and that's what I was talking about. But um, anyway, so last year she posted her genetic makeup and she's like 27% uh, her back, her, her genetics are 27% from Portugal, 19% Spain, Spain, and then 12% Cameroon, Congo, Bantu peoples. Right. So, you know, out of those are just the, the larger of the numbers, but still out of a hundred, 12% Negro. Um, I don't, I know they say, you know, if you got a drop of black in you, you're black, but like, that's a white woman. <laughs> that is a white woman. Um, and, but I say, I say it all this to say, like, the song she made was completely unnecessary. Like, how do you make a song about yellow bones when you aren't even one? 
um, because Yellowbone is a name used specifically for light-skinned black women. Black women, which Danny is not. <laughs> and even the term Yellowbone is problematic um, in itself, of course, uh, because it stems from the colorist idea that lighter-skinned black women are the standard of black beauty. But I would say ultimately what I'm getting at with this point is that uh, non-black Latinas like her are often able to co-opt blackness. Like for instance, in her, um, in her um, Instagram apology video, she had fresh box braids in her head, nails, you know, she's speaking in a black scent. I'm not saying that's not how she talks, but it's there. Um, <laughs> um, that's what I mean by, uh, the blackness, so to speak. But, um, while simultaneously being able to shed blackness when it's convenient to do so. So, you know, she's basically can, what I'm, what I'm saying is basically she's able to either pretend that she's light skin, like a light skin black woman, or she's also able to pretend like she's a white Dominican. So she can flip because she has that like sense of racial ambiguity about her, you know? Um, so, uh, Danny, I don't know if you knew that, uh, but you are not a yellow bone. And I still think it's weird that that's, that niggas even still say this. Like, bro, can we, <laughs> can we just move on from slavery? Just finally, can we, can we go to freedom? Can we get out of here? Can we stop? using names that literally slave masters used to, to use to identify us, which also sideline from this topic. I see this thing on my freaking nose is fucked annoy me, but um, I seen this thing on Twitter. Let me see if I can find it, which was basically like breaking down, um, the uh like the black and white mix like names and girl <laughs> i did not know white people came up with all these names for niggas so <laughs> like okay so for instance if you're black mixed with white you're mulatto uh if you're mulatto mixed with white you're a musty if you're mulatto with black, you're a mongrel. <laughs> if you're musty with white, you're a fusty. <laughs> and if you're fusty with white, you're dusty. <laughs> Yo, I was just like, what? <laughs> Where do they get these names from, bro? I'm sure they mean something else, but like, uh, maybe they got like some French or something, meaning I. I don't know, but like like I said, they they came up with all these different names for black mixed with white people when they was just gonna call us niggers anyway. So I was just like, they just did more work than they needed to. But I I just love how that just came to light from this whole entire thing because she's not even like well, and then this also came from like uh, Mulatto, you know, there's like a lot of uh, talk about around her name. 
<sighs> which actually goes along with this as far as like the colorism thing. Like I understand like it's her, I know this is off topic. I'm gonna get back to Danny. Hold on. <laughs> but I understand like it's her, like it is like her, um, I don't know. I don't want to say name, but like she is black with white. But technically, I think actually technically she a musty because I think her dad is half black. So she she's mulatto mixed with white. So she's a musty really. So she should be big musty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. But um, yeah, it's like I understand like it's her highlighting you know the fact that she's mixed she, she, she oh you know she has that typical light skin story oh i was bullied for being mixed like i wasn't accepted by either the black or the white people like i'm just truly just in the middle and i was bullied a lot in school and like you know i was talking to my friend like i hate to do comparative suffering but like at the end of the day you still have like privilege in society for being a lighter skinned black woman like at the end of the day, uh, that pain compares nothing to the suffering that darker skinned people across cultures uh, suffer. So th there's that. But <sighs> anyway, back to Danny. Um, <laughs> I'm just so tired of these fucking light skinned people, bro. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I am a light skinned black woman and I'm <laughs> just. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get how people with my same complexion don't get it, but you know, that neither here nor there. But I hope they learn today. All right, so number two. Um her apology was just so fucking shitty. Like <laughs> instead of taking the criticism and then taking the time to research colorism and why her song was offensive to people. She decided to play the I'm dating a chocolate man and I have black friends card that I feel like white people are notoriously known for playing, especially when they are just simply being asked, like they're just simply being held accountable for their actions slash ignorance. Like she, that's why I say like, I, I don't give a fuck about this bitch because you mean to tell me that this was not a live video. You had time. You clicked record on your phone, recorded that message, stopped recording, played the message back, thought that shit was good, and posted it. Like, you had time to edit yourself. Did you not? You didn't see? Oh, no, you just decided. So she just decided instead to place blame on everyone else but herself. And by everyone else, I mean the people who were crit criticizing her, like saying that we were just being, oh, too sensitive. Oh, she just was making this song for fun. Like, no, boo-boo. You're just fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> um, like I said, she claimed that it wasn't that deep and that people were reading too much into the song that she made for fun. But like I said, that's just it. Like, she doesn't realize that the level of privilege that stems from that statement alone, like, like, she has the privilege as a somewhat white passing, lighter skinned Latina woman to be ignorant on topics such as colorism because it's something that doesn't directly affect her. I'm so tired of this narrative. And, you know, for those who don't know, colorism is a byproduct of anti blackness, or, well, anti black racism. 
uh, that results um, in a system in, at which those with lighter skin tones are treated more favorably. Uh, colorism does, doesn't just appear in the Black community, and it is all throughout the Afro dysphoria. Diaspora. I hate when I say dysphoria. What the fuck? <laughs> all throughout the, uh, the Afro um, diaspora. Um, and, you know, it manifests itself into better job opportunities, housing, um, and overall social and class mobility that is often to denied to darker skinned black people. Um, and of course, popular examples of colorism are the paper bag test. We all know that one, uh, blue vein societies, which I actually was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, I looked at my arm and I can definitely see my blue vein. So I just was like, okay, all right, that's about I guess that makes sense. Um <laughs> and uh and the erasure of dark skinned black women and men in the media and popular culture, which is actually pretty widely happening right now. I think a great example of that is blackish and mixedish. Um like blackish was already mixedish because there wasn't a lot of dark skinned cast members on that. So it's just like, oh my bad, not a lot of, there's like none. But <laughs> it was like none. But um, for it to be called blackish, right? But, or even grownish, it's like a similar example. Like the main character's light skin, um, while the more interesting characters seem to be darker skin, you know? <sighs> and they're slowly replacing. Uh, I feel like, okay, so society was like, well, I would say the black community was like, oh, we need more representation in the media. Woo, woo. White society was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we could do that. And then they only choose lighter skinned people. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, they're still black. They're just, just, just black. <laughs> like, well, no, you're, you're choosing based off what you deem acceptable blackness so that's not quite the same thing as um what we were talking about that's not real diversity that's 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 still wrong like um but yes but like i said it if you don't know this like you i can I, I there's just no excuse for me for her she's too old for this and, you know, and for her to sit there and act like this is just all so new to her, I felt was complete bullshit. I, I understand, like, you know, people are super privileged, but, like, even, like, super privileged white people, they know what they're doing. This bitch knew what she was doing. Like, um, and some people say that, like, it was a shot at uh, baby's ex-girlfriend. Uh, you know, you know, bonus, what she is what he want. Like, girl, that skin color don't make you cute. I don't know. I know society and boosted your head up, but you look real ugly to me right now for being a fucking colorist. <laughs> but um, I just, I knew, I knew like one of my friends, she said that, you know, she felt like the girl's apology was sincere and the fact that like she honestly just truly was just trying to write a song for fun. And I would say that I think she was sincere. Yeah, for sure. Sincerely fucking stupid for even doing any of that. Like, it was just, it wasn't even a good song. Like, it was just so unnecessary, girl. You shot yourself in the foot, boo. Like, <laughs> you just, 
how you shoot yourself in the, with your own gun? Oh, Billy Bob had ass. Like, uh, like just own up to your shit. Stop with the excuses. We are way too late in the game for this type of behavior. Like, especially like, like I said, from someone that's not even black. <laughs> I just keep coming back to that. Like she made this whole song. <laughs> Talking about uh for her lighter skin baddies, like <laughs> somebody come get this stupid bitch. Cause like, I, just, I just don't get it. Like, like bitch, you may be lighter skin, but you're not a light-skinned black woman. Like, and that's what the term is even for, you stupid bitch. Like, I just I still can't get over that. But um, I just really want to shout out uh Ariel Gray, who is with Glamour Daily magazine. Um for she wrote a great article on this. Check it out. Um, but uh, here's an excerpt from it. She says, whether or not she meant to meant it to be uh, um, sorry, my my nose is acting up and it's about to drive me insane. Um, but she says, uh, whether or not she meant it to be. Yellowbone is a clear weaponization of skin color as a marker of desirability and worth. Eat that shit up, bitch. Like, <laughs> like again, like I said, for her to sit there and act like she just really is just so up in the air, like she just really thought um, that uh, her song was harmless. Like, no, no one's being sensitive. You're just being dumb. And additionally, like she brought up like saying that, oh, other people, other artists have mentioned um, skin tone in their songs before and they didn't get any grief. Like, girl, you sound like this white woman that was on Twitter talking about, oh, black people are allowed to call us mayo monkeys. But the second we call them something, we're racist. Like, yeah, you. that's exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> You, you're absolutely right about that. You know why? Because you're in a position of power. There's no way that anything that I say to you will change that. <laughs> I will still be oppressed because you hold power in society strictly based off of your skin tone. I don't get what it's so hard to get about that. Like, Danny, you don't understand, like, as your as a lighter toned person, as a you could be white passing if you didn't tan so much, but as a white passing Latina, like you hold a privilege in society, which gives you a certain amount of power and like um uh, Miss Grace said, desirability and worth based off of that. Like you are automatically, you don't have to work for it. You're not you don't. <laughs> Girl. I want to snap on her so bad. Like, I just want to sit her down and just like, hey, baby. Go ahead and pack, pack up your music. <laughs> pack it up. Go ahead. Get your shit. Gather it all up and go. <laughs> um, but, and it, like, well, back to the, the other main point that I was making. Um, it's just like, yes, of course. Uh, other artists have mentioned skin tone, um, like uh, Megan Thee Stallion or um, what's her name, Ar Ari Lennox, and even Beyonce. And you know why they mention color? Did you know why, Danny? 
they're mentioning it because the black men who mention color seem to only mention uh, light-skinned women, red bone, yellow bone, or foreign women. And we all know what foreign women they're talking about. They're not talking about women from um, Cameroon. They're not talking about women from the Ivory Coast. They talking about the Middle Eastern bitches, European bitches, <laughs> Asian women, and all these other things. Like they're they're not talking about uh, women from the continent of Africa. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and these women choose to mention skin tone because, other than that, they're not seen. Like it's just. Of course, they're they're making um, they're making content uh, for people to relate to, who are darker skinned and who don't get mentioned in songs, who want to hear something and hear uh, their skin color being talked about in a in a in a great light, in a positive light, um, as opposed to the rest of society who has always deemed it as ugly and undesirable, like. Duh. <laughs> like, duh, they're going to mention their skin tone because it's not mentioned otherwise. Like, and I just don't understand how that's so hard to grasp. <laughs> Ooh, y'all. This shit ain't got me worked up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that that's all I got to say <laughs> on, on that and that whole thing. I hope that uh, if anyone listening to this was up in arms about it, I hope that my argument has swayed you um, because it really is time for this bullshit to stop, bro. Like, it's really not that hard to understand. Like, and I feel like until we come to a, a real consensus on this, like, it's going to continue to be an issue, and especially in the black community. Like, like, let's let's be allies here okay let's let's unify because at the end of the day we need to bend together against our one common entity the white man <laughs> you guys just gotta throw that in there real quick oh but yes okay we made it yay to the episode <laughs> Um, again, um, with the update, um, I will be posting a special episode in regards to, um, discussion about, um, Sister Outside about Audrey Lord. I may have a guest on, may not. <sighs> we'll see how schedules align and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, if you haven't seen the post or follow us on Instagram, it's at Little Notes Podcast. Um, and our February book of the month is How to Cure Ghosts by Faria Roshin. Get into it. Get active. Yeah, I don't know what else I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah. Bless up. <laughs>